0: Man, I got a lot more to put in. I
1: see you putting in a lot of work, too. A little bit. <laughs> Doing my best. So talk Man, to me. It's been a while. What What is it, since 2009, 2010? Yeah, 2010, I could
0: say, yeah.
1: Gotcha. I know um, from Southern Poly, I, I I ended up transferring to Tech about 2012, yeah. and then might have been 2011. I think I was there at least two years, and then got out 2013, went to the Midwest, uh, spent about two years out that way, did some work with a construction company. Yeah, how was that? It was pretty good. Uh, I spent close to a year in Louisiana and actually a little bit more than a year. Uh, that was a first for me, kind of seeing the culture there and uh, spending Mardi Gras there, that was fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, that was an eye-opener right there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, even, even with that, it's it's uh, kind of thinking back, uh, when you first go into work, they have like the, the orientation period. So then they have everybody kind kind of split up and they send some people to this job or that job. So it's like a couple of us were in the same area. And then the main office is over in Houston. Mm-hmm. So we figured a couple of those guys, they carpooled over. And, and then we just went from there. And we all met in New Orleans. Somebody like had booked a suite. <laughs> and basically, it's almost like we were right there, not too far from like the, the main strip or whatever. Yeah. And it we almost had one of those uh, hangover moments. Oh. The, the, the movie <laughs> moments where... Everybody comes together at first, but then by the end of the night, start of the morning, it's, they're all trying to figure out who's where. Yeah, yeah,
0: because, you know, everybody is straight away and do their own. Right. Thing <laughs> on Bourbon Street.
1: Yeah, but it was, it was interesting. I, I thought, I was like, oh, this is... This is what people are talking about is it was, it was new to me. And I was like, OK, it's an experience. And uh, I guess once we all kind of got together, uh, after getting kind of spread apart, I ended up being the one that everybody was looking for, because I decided to step out on the balcony and, and make a phone call and just uh, check in with my folks to see yeah. how everybody was doing. And they're all inside freaking out because they got like a strangers over in the corner. And they're like, who's this guy? And it's like a friend of a friend's. And they're like, Hello. oh, my God, we lost Asher and I was like <laughs> I happen to peek my head in and I just see like this circus going on. It's like, oh no, I'm I'm good guys. I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, how, man. About,
1: how about yourself,
0: man? I've been ever since 2012. Well, I graduated from Southern Poly in 2013, mm-hmm. and I started working for a firm out here in Atlanta. Okay. Um, and then a few people branched out, and then they got into, made their own company, and then they yeah. contacted me a year after that, and it was out there in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I would I took the next you know leap right there and worked out there, and I worked out there from 2015 all the way until about 2018, so about three years. Okay. Um, and it was it was a total different atmosphere that was something I really liked and it was I'm glad I took that leap mm-hmm. um, and then when I had my first child um, I had moved back to Atlanta yeah. and so um, from there I, I was working at a firm architecture firm and they was just so stone age like the, all right. of the programs that they used was just <laughs> too old and outdated and I wanted to bring them into the new uh, programs and everything and right. it was probably about six seven months in and it was like yeah they had a meeting with everybody. It's like, yeah, we're not going to use the new programs. So I was like, well, <laughs> this is where I ended then, you know, and right. then, but in the mean, like while I was working there, I had just started wrapping cars because I had seen somebody in Houston had an Audi A8 mm-hmm. and I had just bought it in Houston and mm-hmm. I seen somebody drive a chrome car and everything. So I went to their place or their, their shop yeah. and I seen it and I was like, wow, let me go ahead and wrap this car. And I changed the look of a 2012 Audi A8 to make mm-hmm. it look like it was a 2018. Oh, wow. And a lot of people was just asking, like, man, what do you do? And I was right. like, hey, if I can change the look of somebody's car to make them look uh, more appealing to the naked eye, mm-hmm. why not? And then I found out that you can do businesses as well. So I was like, all right. So fast forward, when I was in Atlanta, back in Atlanta, I was going doing smaller projects and everything. And then all of a sudden, um, I got to that stopping point with the job. And I was like, right. let me just go ahead and let them go before they let me go. And took that leap of faith again, and mm-hmm. have a look back.
1: Nice, man. I I, I remember I I, uh, I saw your your profile on on Instagram, and I was like, I I think I can I can see what you're doing, but I can't really tell how you're doing it. And I was yeah. like, we we got to talk about that. And I was blanking out. I was like. I was like, I know we know each other, but then I had to, I had to ask Ron because he, he put us back in contact. And I was like, what's going on? And now that you mentioned it, I was like, oh yeah, you were in architecture. And I guess they used to call it architecture because you guys would basically be sleeping in the building basically where you'd be studying 24 seven. And we'd see you guys like one time out of the week, maybe <laughs> yeah. Sunday yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the dining hall. And it's like, oh man, you, you doing okay over there? It's like, yeah, it's like a couple more years and then they just slowly dwindled down the uh, the group where yeah. it was like, you guys start with like 200 and then it works its way down to 20 or yeah. five by the time you're seniors. Uh, yeah,
0: and that, that, I guess with being in that, it helped me uh, discipline myself. Mm. Uh, and that, that took it a long way because not only for what I'm doing now, yeah. but for when I started as an intern as in an architecture firm to becoming a, a project manager in an mm-hmm. architecture firm, like that discipline of like, all right, you can go out and play. right. Well, or you can do this work and make a lot more money and mm-hmm. still have your fun, you know. Right. So um, that just helped me understand architecture. <laughs> You know, schooling and everything is like up in the air and all of that. Some people have a lot of different ways of thinking about it. I really took it as like a form of networking because if we if I didn't go to school, if you didn't go to school, we wouldn't be talking today,
1: right, right. no, it's like and especially with um how I think about it with southern poly i was I was kind of sad to go when I was going, and I was like, man, it's so much. I know people kind of look at you sideways if you leave Southern Poly and you go to tech and then other people see it kind of like in the job market, like, oh, like it's the school name. But I was was kind of thinking to myself at the time I was talking with my older brother and I was like, I know you got like the school name thing, but like this school is recognized in the job market for people because they teach you the skills here and you get to do it hands on like you're you're creating stuff it's not just in the books and even with like with the uh, the civil engineering side we had like the concrete canoe obviously and the steel bridge yeah. and the way that they competed like I didn't find out till I went to tech that tech was getting whipped up on so bad that they basically placed themselves out of that conference they had to go to a, a different conference in order to like work their way back in wow <laughs> and, yeah but i mean even the the year that we, we uh, the first year that I did the steel bridge at Tech, there were six of us. And then we showed up to the the uh, regional conference and it was just like, we were wore out, just finished building our little bridge the night before practicing in the parking lot. You got random people driving through the Home Depot parking lot, yelling at us, nerds. <laughs> we're just like, we're sitting there just like, don't worry about it. Just let's just put this thing together. We'll be hiring them in a couple, in a couple of years. It's like just keep doing the work but like we got up there i think we i don't i don't think we placed all that well but somehow we qualified but then you had the um like regional and, and national competition was in the same area mm-hmm. and we had it was uh berkeley i think was a school uc, um, UC berkeley university of california berkeley yeah. they won and then you saw them up there with like 60 people on their team and it's like sure. it was their their senior project essentially so we sat there like oh well makes a big difference if you got to put this thing together in a couple of months just to uh, qualify. And then you got everything else, work, school and all that to worry about. But then when you get a bigger team where they make it their whole entire year thing, it's like that that makes a big difference. Yeah,
0: that means that you got a lot more manpower. Yeah. A lot more brainstorming, a lot of creativity that goes on and motivation. When right. You have six people, I mean, you could still win just like you had 60, but mm-hmm. it wears down on you.
1: Right, right. But I mean, not to not to completely crap on on the school that I went to the following year. We got it corrected. We got more people involved yeah. and more activity. And I think they ended up um, we ended up placing that year. I think that's what happened the first year. We didn't place so high, so we didn't go to the next level. Then we placed and then more and more people got interested. You got the underclassmen interested in uh, doing a better job of networking and that's that type of thing. Okay. Yeah. But let me not <laughs> let me not take over the uh, the whole thing, I guess. We should be talking about you. It's so, so kind of walk me through it. You went from, um, I got to congratulate you. You graduated the uh, the architecture program. Not a lot of people do that. So yeah. you, you worked that, um, the internship and then you went full-time with the company? Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Okay.
0: I started the internship uh, while I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably about two or three months before I graduated. Right. Um, and then once I graduated, I got the full-time position. Gotcha. Um, it was an eye-opening experience just because um, most stuff that they teach you in school is not what they teach you in, in the actual company. <laughs> right. um, but as long as you 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 keep learning and you don't stop mm-hmm. some companies they just stop at one point they just try to hone in on that one and then it's 20 years later and they got to pick up and try to figure out the next part of it yeah uh, i kept an open mind and just kept learning a lot of different things and then motivated myself to really want to do it myself because at the end of the day i've seen a lot of companies on how much they were charging and like how much they was giving me, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I could do this myself. Like, yeah. let me sit back another year or two, understand the business side of it, what they don't teach me while I'm in the company, because you know they keep the hierarchy and everything like that. Right. But I just kept kept an open ear, open eye, and just kept watching, learning, questioning. You know, Google is the <laughs> <it> <laughs> answers a lot of questions. And, and with that being said, it's just that once I learned how to come from an intern to a project manager. Mm-hmm. it, it it just it, I could use those same implications anywhere in any type of business I and mean, it's gonna work
1: right so I mean what, what got you then from um, when you went from the internship to the project management what eventually led you over to, to Houston and, and in the uh, car wrapping business
0: uh, so um, there was a few people that was at the company that I was at they had left mm-hmm. to make their own company and okay. they moved to Houston um, they seen my work ethic and they knew what I was capable of doing
1: Got gotcha. you. Um,
0: plus, I was cheap enough at that point, like, <laughs> affordable. <laughs> and um, they they contacted me. Uh, they put a lot of time into me to help me get to where I was mm-hmm. uh, from an architectural designer to a project manager. Gotcha. And while I was in Houston, I, I the main thing that made me want to go to Houston it was the, it was the fourth largest city in the nation. Mm. And I was like, why not? Because I was just starting to paint and everything, doing more artistic things, building furniture, right. Uh, doing all of these different things. and I was like, I can make more money in Houston if I got mm-hmm. a lot more people. Right. Um, and then, you know, you, you just say Texas alone, like people are two or three hours away, nine hours away that is still in the state. And mm-hmm. you can easily just ship your work out while still shipping my work back to Atlanta. Right. Anybody that wanted it out there. But I knew that having a fresh face out there, along with people knowing me in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it was a no brainer. Um, but working at that firm, like it was, for one, it was on the beach. It was in.
1: Galveston, yeah, and
0: it, it was amazing. Like <laughs> right. when you work from in in Atlanta, and you're like either in the heart of Atlanta, where you got yeah. you know the small the mid rises and everything, mm-hmm. um, to where if you're on the outskirts, um, even anywhere you could be anywhere from Gwinnett to uh, Roswell, yeah, uh, you know all of these business parts that they have. So they you you still in like a business area. But when I was in right. Galveston, I was one mile away from the beach, so mm-hmm. like I could take lunch racing and just ride my bike straight to the beach just to clear my mind and everything and be in a different yeah. atmosphere. And so doing that, I found out I love the heat <laughs> hot, nine yeah. times out, nine months out of the year. So I was like, Chef
1: yeah,
0: um, but it, it helped me grow mentally. Right. Learn to release, learn to um, understand what is really going on. You know, I don't know how to play chess, but I can, once I learn it, it'll be over with. But fast forward back to uh, being in Houston, um, I had left that company because I knew my worth at that point. Mm-hmm. And another company had contacted me, and they seen what my work was, and the, at that point, the company that I was currently at couldn't yeah. afford me. At that point, I was just like, I'm mentally, I'm gone right. because I'm doing a lot more work. Even mm-hmm. that, my my colleagues that I graduated with are doing less work than I am, but making the same pay, or if not more. Right, and so I was like, no, no, I could have, I could have stayed in Atlanta and right. easy work if I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took that on myself to learn and get more because. I know I wanted to better myself and right. that, that was a transition to move up and so I went and that's when I transferred and moved to Houston, like deeper into Houston at that point, right. I went to Galveston where it was the beach area to Houston, mm-hmm. and it gave me a whole lot of possibilities because if I didn't move to Houston, I would have never seen that car, mm-hmm. and it was a truck that was wrapped in chrome. Right. And so while I was at work in Houston, I had just got the alley, like I said, mm-hmm. and all of my friends at work, we, we got a, a clear view to the main road and so everybody was like, Hey, look at this car, man! It looks so crazy. It's just goofy looking and everything. <laughs> I at like wow, the, it has everybody in this office talking about this car. Right. And so I was just like my car was just like a dark navy blue looked like a grandpa car. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice car though. It's, right. it's an Audi. And so I was like, let me go over there because I want to change this color and I don't want to paint it. And mm-hmm. so I just started looking up more about wraps and everything Right, and went to them. They had a really good price. Mm-hmm. Um And once I got there and I was like, wow, it changed the whole look of the car. Right. And, everything. Um, and then I started, you know, doing numbers and I was like well the cost of the vinyl is this the cost of labor is this mm-hmm. dismantle prep everything like that and I started to really assess it I was like I could kind of do this and then when I moved to Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, because I was having my son I had moved back here and I had one of my friends that has a brother that has a shop in Stockbridge mm-hmm. and we had we were supposed to have a meeting right and The only people that showed up to the meeting was the owner of the shop, which was my friend's brother and me, not my friend. Yeah. My friend was supposed to be there because he was supposed to be the one that in like, hey, let's let's mediate each other. Right. Right. And he didn't show up. And from then I learned I was like. I should just do it on my own. Why Why not? Like, And I started in my garage mm-hmm. um, and I started doing smaller projects, did a few of my cars, um, did a few of my family members' cars and just started slowly getting better. Gotcha. I had, you know, when I started taking on paying clients, these were starting to be some of my friends from Southern Poly, Um, just random people that would see me. It was just like I was talking to them or they knew me through somebody else. Right. Um, But luckily I had a good work ethic to where people would see it. Even if I messed up, they would call me back like, hey, man, this is peeling up. Hey, this is messing up right here. Mm. And I was that type of person. I'm going to go back. I'm going to come to that location and fix it instead of create a bad rapport with people and not fix what I've messed up, you know? Right. And so that let me, that first year, I was like, all right, let's make yourself better um, Mm -hmm. and not faster. Right. Make sure that there's no more uh, returns on it, so. Mm. Um, once six months hit, I, I stopped, I'm not saying I stopped using YouTube, but I watched YouTube in the beginning part. So it wasn't just like me right. just going off to the willy nilly and just like, oh, I could do this and not right. watch Well, I, I,
1: watch. Was, I was going to ask, I was like, how, how did you go from architecture to cars? But then I, I realized that in architecture, like a big part of it is you guys focus on art and not only art, but being able to create it, especially it's like being able to, um, I think me, Nikojo had explained it to me once is saying that like you see an environment or you see a void or a room you've got to be able to like make it come to life or make it work that's almost how you get people building trees or building tree houses yeah. and like living out in like the tiny homes and stuff like that. Uh, speaking
0: of need if you got his contact info, tell him to contact me. That him <laughs> right there. Uh, he he put me on rich dad poor dad. Um, yeah,
1: he, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a brilliant man right there. I haven't been able to to get uh, get in contact with him, but I'll make that a point um, this coming month. Yeah. And if I get a hold of him, I'll make sure to uh, reach out to him. When when did he put you onto it? Uh, he put me onto that in about.
0: 2010, 2011? OK. Yeah. And, I
1: remember yeah. He, he told me about it my freshman year. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm too busy. i am uh, I got so much classwork to do, I, I can't read this extra book. And then I read it a year after I graduated college. And I was like, not smart. <laughs> I missed out on a lot. But I was like, yep, need yeah, need stuff.
0: I, I did the same thing. So I was just like, man, I'm not off. I'm not reading all these books because I'm reading a lot of books in, in school. Like, what am I reading an extra book for? Right. And he, year after I graduate, I still didn't read the book. I listened to the audio book mm. and I would just I would sit there because I couldn't be at work because that's the time that I feel like I was very productive right. was while I'm at work. Because when I get back to the house it's cook, clean and just try to figure out the rest of the day, you know, <laughs> um, but like when I was on driving to work or sitting at work while I'm working on stuff, you know, you could always have your earphones in and everything. So I, they didn't really care about that. As long as the work was getting done, you're not doing nothing crazy. But right, right. listening to that and I was just like, oh, let me write down. That note, okay, yeah, definitely, and it was just from then on, I was just like, man. (laughs) If I would have known this earlier and I did, I just mm-hmm. didn't implement it or I didn't uh, use it yeah. uh, to actually read it to take the time to. Um, but man, that would have been a very good eye opener.
1: But I mean, since since the time you read it, it sounds like you applied some of those principles.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, uh, there's a lot of principles to apply and, it's, and it's, some of them work in different areas. You have to get to certain levels to start to use those. Um, a lot of people that come to me are at beginner stages. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, or the ones that are at my stage and they're just trying to figure out that next level. um, I give them a little bit of insight of what they should do to fine-tune themselves. But going back off of it, um, yes, I did watch a lot of YouTube on Wrapping Cars. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also in the art scene. So like, as you can see, that painting back there was one of my first paintings that I ever done. Um, And I was building furniture. So I was pretty much getting my hands on to different things since I was out of school. But, you know, in school, we was building models and everything else like that, just like Doing right. with the bridge. And so that's one thing I liked about Southern Poly. We really got a lot of hands-on stuff. So it wasn't just behind the computer theory, everything
1: yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: Um, and so once I got out of school, I was still building stuff, doing different things, getting a little bit more creative um, when I had downtime, because I had a good amount of downtime. But once I started watching more YouTube uh, channels on rapping cars and gaining confidence along with learning and gaining my knowledge, I started applying it and started wrapping smaller cars like I was say a roof or a hood different mm-hmm. things like that um but then six months in i had took a class yeah. because i was like all right i'm good mm-hmm. but i want to be efficient i want to treat it like breathing mm-hmm. um and that's when you know you're really in that sweet spot and so when i took that class it, it just elevated me in a, in three days yeah it elevated me a lot uh, because the people that I was rapping with at that time, it was, they were better than me at that mm-hmm. point. Right. Um, but then when I started doing those things and, and they was just, hey, you, you really got good really fast. So I was like, y'all should have took the class. <laughs> Um, and but that's one thing that you, I had to learn how to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, you know, you can watch it until you're blue in the face, but once you right. see somebody and you start applying the same techniques and the same motions and everything going through all of the process, mm-hmm. that's when you really learn, um, and understand. Right. Um, but with that being said, like it, it once I knew the techniques, mm-hmm. I had to get the experience and get more clientele. And that's where my, uh, I guess my marketing and how I started getting acquired more clients. Oh, I'm sorry, I got a little one hanging up, but <laughs> um, that's how I started acquiring more clients and really uh, getting the know of business versus right. doing the service or working. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, now let's go ahead and make it. Now I have a few mentors that are teaching me uh, how to make your money, make more money, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't want to be where I'm just still wrapping cars and I'm 50 years old. And I right. got to wait on the next car to come in, uh, just
1: right, starting right.
0: off different things now. And that's why, you know, I I came to get on this podcast with you because it's like, man, this guy here has been doing the same, <laughs> like not even the same thing, but like in the same uh, motivation mindset, yeah. like, all right, like, I know we all in the here together, like, we've been right. doing this, we, we went we're on school, the same you know? wavelength,
1: it's like, went to school together, like, went different paths, but then it's like, we come back and we kind of overlap. Exactly, And it's, uh, it's funny, because when you, you mentioned the, we we're talking about Rich Dad, Poor Dad earlier, and I was thinking before something that kept coming to mind with me, like through 2020, as much as at, however you want to see it, what it was. It's like the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was that um, the Chicken Little story, where he's talking about the sky's falling, the sky's falling, kind of not paying attention to all the noise. And the hoopla and a big thing with um, motivational people or people that are building businesses their big thing that they always talk about is really being focused on what you've got going on and the more you're focused on that the less you're paying attention to this person said or that person said because it's not really growing you and like what somebody else says and does very rarely has a direct effect on you and even if it does it's you. you have to choose how you're going to respond to that so it's like if you just want to react and be all up in arms like everybody. It's like, okay, then you go to sleep, you wake up. Like, are you still gonna be complaining about that thing? Or are you gonna go find a solution or do something different about it? But, yeah,
0: that's the that's that's a major factor, something that I live by a lot because um I, I some I catch myself complaining sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I I wake up or I just, it'll just dawn on me like, all right, so what you going to do about it? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's sometimes that it it gets really tough. You know, something where you just like, you have to sit back and just, you know, take your time. Um, But you always have to make a solution. There's a lot of businesses out there that people just they complain or make excuses or, you know, pass off the work to somebody else. And it's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Right. You know, and I can't, I sit there and because like, if I have anybody up under me or that wants to work with me mm-hmm. uh, and they have that question and I don't have that answer. Well, my answer is, well, I don't have the answer right now, but I'll figure it out. So that way we can, if we ever come back to this and have another problem like this, mm-hmm. it'll be handled in a much
1: better fashion. Mm, that's good. And, And when I even made the comment earlier, it's like I don't say it to kind of put anybody down. I'm saying that, like, from my perspective, I I started the podcast 2019 fall and it's like I really went at it. But then um, trying to do too many things at once at the start of 2020, I let go of the thing that I'd gotten really good at because I spent almost a third of the year on it. And I was like recording, learning how to edit or learning how to put it on a platform. But then it was like, okay, maybe editing isn't my strong suit. So let me work with somebody that's very good at that and then right. I, I was able to find somebody and then find somebody else to help me kind of like put together something better and during the time when uh, I kind of stopped and then started back up there was all of a sudden like a jump in the the viewership and I guess whoever was viewing like they had content to view but it's like because I, I got I stopped what I was doing it's like there wasn't anything there to feed them anymore and then mm. a good friend of mine um kind of asked me it's like okay well you've been sitting there feeling sorry for yourself so now what are you going to do about it you're in this group you're in that group but you're not paying attention like do you intend to use it and i'm sitting here like i don't know and we kind of sat there on the phone where it's just dead air for like a good 5 10 15 minutes and it's like okay well I'm not going to say anything, but you you decide and you let me know when when you decide to do that. And I finally was like, well, after a lot of awkward calls, it was like, well, I guess I probably need to do the podcast. It's like, if that's the best thing you want, like, I'm not telling you what to do, but whatever it is that you're choosing to do, like commit to it in whatever way, if it's once a week, one day out of the week, like just do it and um, kind of like stop being so hard on yourself and just just continue to show up like you were showing up before.
0: Yeah, consistency is key. Yeah. You, know, you got to be consistent because it may not, you know, a lot of people nowadays, um, even myself, sometimes I, I catch myself in the same boat of like, oh, I want it to just pop right now. Like, <laughs> no, is let this grow. Because a lot of times when it, it say if, it, if the podcast really took off yeah. and then you stop, you would lose a lot more. Right. And then everybody's going to be like, well, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And then you kind of be under the gun and, you know, under pressure now. I'm like, oh man, I got to do something to really put this right. back out. And then, you know, you. You'd Rather have it as a slow growth uphill instead mm-hmm. of like a just a quick spike and then right. it drops because then you're, you're in that, that roller coaster effect. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to, you want to keep this that slow, gradual and keep going up. You may have small divots or dips and everything, yeah. but if it still keeps going up, that's a win right there. You got to keep your content coming, you know, creating right, right. new people, different ways that you approach it, you know, your yeah. questions, all of that.
1: And I mean, something else that I learned too is that even towards the end, where I wasn't like, I got kind of to the point where I was focused on putting out content, but then I stopped being intentional about what I was putting out. Like I'll put out a Bible verse from time to time, but then it's like, I almost got my personal, um, devotion, like my personal time mixed up with like what I'm trying to do business wise or professionally. It's like, part of that can feed in there but then when it's just you've got random <laughs> scriptures going up that's got nothing to do with what you're you've been presenting it's kind of like what 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 are you actually doing mm-hmm. and i like what you said earlier where you were talking about you had to learn how to become efficient taking that class to where it almost became like breathing for you that's yeah. I was like that that just caught my attention for a minute i was like huh like i've heard um et eric thomas say you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe but I, yeah. i've never heard somebody say like you said it to where it's like it was that important to you that you just wanted to make it something that's smooth and effortless that you didn't even like think about it it's just it just became part of your your natural rhythm like you don't have to think about breathing
0: exactly you know and and that's what we call that second nature Um, You know, a lot of people go to that 1,000 hour to 10,000 hour rule, Mm -hmm. um, but nobody really tracks it because, Mm -hmm. you know, in this day and age now, everybody's just, you know, on the go. We're too busy. We too busy. And I used to take it to where every week I would, or if not that day, if, if I got some time, I'll put up on my Google Sheets and I have hours already like, OK, how many hours I spent today on rapping? How many hours I spent today on rapping? And I would look back two to three months and see at when I hit 100 hours, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, OK, what car did I wrap? And I look at mm-hmm. that car and all of a sudden I'll jump to, to the present day and I'm like, all right, what car did I wrap then? Right. Like, wow. My work has really improved. Mm-hmm. And then I try to just pick why. And so like when I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, you can just think about other things that are second nature, like tying your shoes. Right. You know, brushing your teeth, you don't think about them. But he, until you don't have them anymore, uh, that ability, you don't see how hard it really is. Blinking. Mm-hmm. You don't right, think right. about those, but <laughs> it's certain stuff. Like once you get in that groove of yeah. whether you're in work, whether you're working out, whether you're in a relationship, if the things that you do become second nature, you become way better at it. Mm, you no longer point. think. Yeah. You just know what to do at those points. And it goes much smoother. Now you can move efficiently. And um, the next step that I have is for me to be able to teach somebody. And that's what I've been doing is teaching classes because I know how to do it. Right. And I need to know how to explain it, Mm. you know, because I don't want to be the person with all of this knowledge and not wanting to give it out to anyone else. Like I'm like, no, like this is my business. No, I want to grow somebody else's business that helped me grow you know, or that doesn't know me, but they they want it. They're in my shoes. Right, right. And if I have that second nature of knowing how to rap, now I can teach you. Mm-hmm. Now I can do other projects and, you know, other things. Now I can have a team where they all have the same understanding of the procedures that I do and why I take it, how I do it, when do I do it?
1: Right. And, that, and that's another point of what like you're talking about, being able to make money or have your money make money for you, because it's like, when you're able to teach you're able to multiply yourself and then we only have 24 hours in the day but being able to do things like this recording and then putting it out there and having that content kind of live on it's like you people find you like you got into it because YouTube of course <laughs> is like it will teach you so much but at least it got you in the door and then eventually you found somebody that taught you the skills you needed to know and then now you're you're able to to do that, and not not only that, um, I I started looking at this um, funnel this funnel training course where it's basically how um, people present ads online or whenever they want to present you something. So they'll say like seven steps to do this, and mm-hmm. then basically with that they have a result that they want to get you to. And then in order for you to get to that result, they'll give you a starting point, like what you need and then the steps to get you there. And the way that the guy broke it down, it's it's um, it basically involves that teaching. Like you've got to map out the steps to get you from point A to point B. And then the steps that you're mapping out is basically what you understand and then how you teach it to them. It's you you almost stage it to where at the first step, you just kind of give them something and say, do it yourself. In another stage, it's like, okay, I can come here and, and do it with you like kind of interacting like this. And then the next stage, it's like if it's something physical or tangible, he was talking about making a potato gun. So he's like, he made a DVD and then he was like, okay, I can show you how to make it. And then I can just send you a kit. That way you have that already pre-made. You don't have to go out and shop for the tools and different items like that. So nowadays, a lot of people are doing webinars, especially where people can't be in the same area. But it's like almost this thing seemed to come at, at a good time because listening back now to some of the things I recorded in 2019. I'm like, it's crazy where um, we we're, were talking this morning on a, uh, a business coaching call. It's called The, the Morning Meetup with David mm-hmm. Shans. I know David Shands. Oh, you know uh, David? Okay.
0: Sleep is for suckers. Yeah, I know Yeah, yeah.
1: so um, man, he's he's got an amazing group because he's just great at, at teaching. And um, I think he started this thing basically where it's kind of like the same funnel concept where it's like, okay, for seven days, you pay $7 and you get into my group where it's like each morning I meet for an hour. And currently we're going through a book, like we'll go through a book for the first 15 minutes. And then you'll have a guest segment where he'll interview them almost like he would on his podcast. And then people can interact like the last 15 minutes or so. And then if they can stay around longer, they, they stay around longer. And it's like the amount of value and information that he provides to people. It's like if if you don't think it's worth it for you to pay a dollar to understand how to grow your business? It's like you might not be serious about growing your business, yeah.
0: Because this, is, I mean, that right there, I don't, I you can't teach everybody, or let's not say this, you can teach everybody, but not mm-hmm. everybody's gonna learn that way, right? Uh, right, until you show them in a different perspective. Because, say, for instance, if you have a, a well off person like ET, mm-hmm. people will pay $500, mm-hmm. $700 just to go meet them and. Him talking not right. even directly to you. Right. Um, but then when it's somebody of a smaller magnitude, which is not saying David Shannon is not, but right. he, he he is on his way. If he's not out right. there right now, he's on his way. He showed his success levels on how he got to where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um, but people see that and they're like, uh, a dollar, man. You, you, <laughs> you know, you just you just telling somebody else's story or what? Right. And but it, you know, people but then all of a sudden they'll turn around like, Oh, but I gotta get that new bag or I gotta get the new shoes yeah. or you know, little stuff like that. I was like, why don't you just go to um, TJ Maxx, get you some nice shoes? Mm-hmm. You can still do both. Yeah. You pay half of that amount, but then you can still pay seven dollars just right. to go do that and also learn how to market. Right. You know.
1: And I mean the the thing with with Shan's. This, I think... I just kind of got back into the group recently because, like, um, I think I signed up 2019, and I kind of got got into it. And I met Chance through ET because he um, um, ET kind of kind of showed him the ropes. He was his his, his he's his mentor. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that impressed me about him is because, like, if you go to a conference, you'll have um, you have motivational speakers, or you have um, someone like ET that speaks to your spirit because his background is in ministry. Mm-hmm. And and Shans is very much business oriented, right? And it was almost like the conference went from motivational to like, this is a business workshop. Like, I don't know what you're doing right now, but pull out a pen and a, pe- a pen and a uh, pad to write on. And it's like, you need to answer these questions right here. And the thing that that's almost like a perfect match for him, his thing is like social proof and you see it in what he does. And I think even kind of doing the $7 thing, I'm guessing it, it's probably temporary, but it's almost just creative creating a platform or an opportunity for the people that um for people that might not be able to afford it or it's like kind of stripping away some of the excuses but then after a while it's like you can only do it short term to where like he really likes teaching that's why he makes himself available five days out of the week every single morning but even for somebody to do that it's it's like you still got to put limits on it otherwise like if people come in wanting like all of this all of that it's like okay you have access to this you don't only have access to me you have access to like a millionaire yeah. three to five days out of uh, out of the week isn't like I'm not just saying the word millionaire but like I'm, I almost feel like I'm doing a promo but it's like <laughs> just just from what I've seen but I guess like what I'm saying to you is social proof of what he's doing so it's like it's proof of concept like I'm sitting here selling you on his thing like like without him telling telling me that I'd, Hey, go do this for me. It's like, no, so, like, here's what you're getting as a result. And you just want to share it with somebody else that um, would appreciate it. Because like, to your point, it has to be, you have to be somebody that's willing to learn that back to what we were saying about the the uh, rich dad, poor dad book. We both thought the same thing. I can't read it. Don't have time. I've got so much school work graduate. We both graduate a year out of college a year after we listened to it and we both listened to it on audio. And then <laughs> (laughs) It was like, I think for me, I had to listen to it a couple of times and there were some things that I could implement, but um, things I still had doubts on and the funnel thing that I told you about, I signed up through it. I signed up for it because it came from the rich dad, poor dad thing. And I was like, okay, I know like I'm not going to, well, I'm not going to say that this isn't going to happen for me. Like in my process to get back into the swing of things, um, part of what I was encouraged to do was to be open to everything but attached to nothing. So it's like if there's an opportunity that presents itself, my main focus right now is develop the podcast. So I'm I'm diving into it, figuring out what I can do, whether it's like teaming up with somebody to do sponsorship or figure out how to monetize it. And it's like, okay, you might want to do video, you might want to improve that, but it's like the audio is good right now, so just present that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, how can I make sure more people get the audio? I have the website that I set up so I can fix it or at least improve it to where it's more user friendly. So then I kind of went through there, messed with that for about like three or four hours. You know how you get when you you get into something. And after a while, I was like, okay, this is as good as I'm going to make it. Leave it alone. Otherwise, if I want to tweak it too much, I'm going to be here the whole week. And then at some point it may require me to get um, a professional, but I'm just going to leave it here. This is something that I can manage and I'm doing it because it's feeding me for the time being and so long as i'm doing that and the moment that i see that i'm doing too much i need to back up reach out to someone that's already helping me and just be like hey this is what i'm this is what i'm thinking i, I think i'm going too far with this like can you help me kind of pull back because mm-hmm. otherwise it's like if you overdo it with the things that you like you'll start to hate them and just be like why why the heck am i doing this thing yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Um, let's uh, to jump back uh, off of what mm-hmm. you were saying about David Sham. I didn't know anything about him until one of my guys that uh, I had met through Instagram. Uh, he did car detailing and everything. He told me about the guy and I was like, OK, mm-hmm. he was like, they got an event. You should go to it. The event was like 20 bucks or something like that. And I was like, all right, fine. But <laughs> what made me go to it was not yeah. just because somebody told me I looked at his Instagram. He told me what he was doing, which I never experienced, before, which was like human bingo. Mm-hmm. So if you're going in here, you should be coming in here as a business and you you should uh, uh be looking.
1: When, go ahead. No, I keep interrupting. But when when did you go? Because I think I went to this as well.
0: Um, it was before COVID. I could was tell you. Was it
1: January or twenty nineteen December November?
0: I want to say January. Okay. I want to say January. It was gotcha. one, one of the weeks in January. Um. Okay. But. We went there because yeah. I didn't experience anything like that. I've been to plenty of networking events, right. and everything, but you know how the networking events go. People who know other people go there and they say, hey, what's up? And then they only congregate with themselves right. and the people that they, they know, but they don't reach out to anyone else. And He had a total different method that worked like mm-hmm. you go in there, looking for a videographer, looking for a model, looking for other products to sell, or if mm-hmm. you need somebody that does videography or uh website building or coding or whatever that could build on your business but not only that grow their social media they was doing simple uh quick stories and yeah, some yeah. stories and they were just sharing each other's work because a lot of people get stingy with their followers of like oh you can't get my followers you're gonna try to take my business and <laughs> they didn't the people that was there was open-minded to it and they was seeing that yes you could take my followers but i can also take your followers mm-hmm. and that way i have i i'm growing more or two. right um, right and when i went there and i was talking talking to plenty of different people and it's just like i learned one thing mm-hmm. before i ever went to this i was like if i'm going to an event i want to mm-hmm. be the only business that does this certain task. i was mm-hmm. the only one that wrapped cars yeah i didn't want to go to a car wrapping event where i'm with thousands of other people that wrap cars mm-hmm. i'm just i've been to art shows like that and that's when i learned that i was like why am i going to an art show when there's hundreds of other artists in here painting similar if not the same same or better stuff than I have right. and um, people are just coming to look like no I'm going to go and go to these type of events where I'm the only artist or the mm-hmm. only car rapper there so right. that way when people see me I, they immediately remember me mm-hmm. they immediately know my work and they've already followed me so that way there's no questions asked and now gotcha. fast forwarding mm-hmm. um, th- that helped me understand how to not only grow the business but I started mm-hmm. watching them more started learning from what he's doing right. uh, and then I didn't even know about the, the set day uh, morning call that he had, so I was just like, okay, I
1: might might try that. I'll send... I'll send you the link. Yeah. The, uh, I guess I was like, what is it? Well, I guess they talk about it every morning and they're like, um, they have an affiliates link. So I was like, Hey, let me get on that because I was like, if I can tell anybody about it, like, uh, whenever, whenever I used to watch like YouTube videos or things, I would always get, you get annoyed at the ads and stuff like that. And then it's not until I realized what it represents. And like, every time I see it now, I'm kind of just like, okay, well go ahead, make your money. But for, this i was thinking it's like if i'm gonna tell something someone about something and i can um and you can how do they say benefit from it then why not like instead of always cutting yourself short like even if i don't get anything from it i think it it helps you more because tomorrow's friday so you jump on and you see i think today was like q a mm-hmm. and basically the first part of it that's what made me think about it earlier was that when you were talking about the you talked about something earlier, but basically today they talked about the slight edge in the way that you never see whenever you see somebody win the lottery, you never see a millionaire win the lottery. Like there's never a millionaire or successful people winning the lottery because those people don't play the lottery. They don't buy lottery tickets. And it went to say it, it went on to say that the um, the way that you achieve something is not by like luck isn't what people think it is. It's, it's not this. um I just sent you the link. It's not this, okay. um, like they say in the movies, Deus de Ex, ex Machina. And he had us dying this morning because he he was saying it all kinds of ways but that's another thing it kind of reminds me it's like you can't get so caught up on like perfecting things to where you miss the whole the whole picture but basically it's like luck basically happens when you just prepared 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 like you keep doing the small things and then if an opportunity comes up you just take it because you've been you've been on your journey the whole way yeah. so like he just did an interview with Grant Cardone because he's down yeah, in I Miami and it's like you the same thing that he said to us is like I'm, I'm pretty sure when people see this, they're going to be like, oh, Dave was lucky. Like he just is he because he's lucky. But it's like the people that always speak a certain way, kind of like the same person that would see the event, like you said, and it's like, oh, this is 20 bucks. Why am I going to go pay 20 bucks? Like you could buy dinner for that or you could go watch a movie for that or you could go. It's like you went there and for a couple of hours you met maybe nine or 10 other people you didn't know before and people that could help you grow your business. And then you found out things about um, car wrapping that, well, I mean, I'd say I don't know anything about car wrapping, but you probably did more for yourself in helping yourself in the car wrapping business than you would have, like you said, going to an art show and just having people come up and be like, oh, that looks nice. And then walk away. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I've, I've gotten I didn't get immediate clients. And that's what my whole thing is. I don't really I'm not saying I don't care for immediate clients, but I know mm-hmm. that uh, it's good to have immediate clients, but it is also good to have this, like myself, like I don't just buy. I don't just go to a store and just buy. Like I go look at how much it costs, go right. on Amazon, look and see how much it costs. Right. You know, See the reviews, see what everything is about before I just go ahead and buy it.
1: Right. And so right. A lot
0: of people do that too. And so they, you know, that's the reason why I put out so much content or so much uh, fruitful content mm-hmm. because people see it and they're like, oh, this man, he yeah, he told me a price, yeah. And then it's three to six months later and oh i'm ready because that's right they keep, they, keep,
1: they keep seeing you putting it out and they're like mm-hmm. oh okay like look at that exactly. because for me it's like i'm not thinking about getting a car but i was like hey you got to appreciate something good when you see something good. It's like you're doing some you're doing some great work. Like, that's all I've got to say It's just like much respect. Yeah,
0: that's why when I seen the podcast, I was like, hey,
1: I know that guy. I know him. <laughs> And then I just
0: started scrolling. I was like, OK, and I was like, my main question was, who are these people? Mm-hmm. And I started watching more and I was like, oh, OK. So that's
1: like, OK,
0: yeah, right, cool. And that's when I was just like, man, even if you don't put me on the podcast, I'm cool. I would just still watch it. Oh, man.
1: All, all you had to do is ask. And I, I, like the um, I guess you, you probably gathered who some of the people were. But like um, a lot of it, I got into the podcast because I watched other people do it. Like you've got like E.T.'s got a podcast. You got Dave's got a podcast. Um, Joe Rogan's a big one. He's yeah. been on YouTube for the longest time. He just switched over to Spotify. But like being able to see like different people and kind of hear their background and see how they um, just knowing what other people do I always found it kind of like kind of fascinating because that's one of the fun things about college especially going to Southern Poly it's like you you're coming from your town wherever it is like most of us were from Georgia so like I was from North Georgia you had people from around Atlanta South Georgia different things but you just come in meet people for the first time everyone just wants to um, they're just friendly and a lot of the people I met I met some from from, uh, my job. I met some from uh, mostly Breathe University, like the university that ET created online for people that want to improve themselves and just kind of uh, have a, a better lot in life. And with that, it's like just the type of people that he attracts. You have people that think Differently, that think on a different um, wavelength. People sure. that that want to um, just do better for themselves. I guess I don't know if I'd say ironically, but a lot of the people that I've talked to are entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial minded. But um, a lot of them I've I've come to know as friends, and they just got along because, of course, you have someone that you have in common, and um, as you get to talking, the conversations flow. It's like, okay, this person's cool. I wonder what what they do like. You'd see somebody post something in the group and then you just say, hey, would you like to chat? And people more more times than not, they're just open and willing to talk. And some people are like, what's a podcast? I was like, well, it is whatever you make it. And you kind of get on here and you talk. And uh, initially it seemed kind of simple. But then after a while I was like, you know, I could do better with that. Like whenever I see Dave and I see other people, I'm like, it seems easy because I mean, somewhat it, it, it gets easy after you like practice And you get used to it, and then of course you 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 can make it free flowing where you don't script anything, but you still got to prepare to like engage the person because even like I texted you before, and I'm kind of glad you didn't see it. I was like, dude, I'm I'm not gonna make it. Can we reschedule? Because I was like, I've been up since three or four in the morning, and I I forgot to take a nap, but. I laid down for a minute and then it was five minutes till and I was like you know what no like stop like we, we're coming into this year with the new energy even if I've got to be outside of myself for a minute like we hadn't talked for a while so let me jump on there and check if you didn't yeah. see the message I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with it and act like I'm not tired and it's like that's that's kind of what you, you've got to do but the thing that I learned from this year from last year to this year is that like do this but space it out like don't try to cram like three to five in one day like yeah. especially if you hadn't prepared for it because that, that requires endurance like not only talking but listening and then being able to engage and so far I think three, three podcasts recorded this year at I feel better about it. The first one, it was rough, but the guest was very kind to me, and they made it. They always make it, make it easy.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I'm glad. I hope I was able to make it yeah. easy too.
1: Yeah, you, you made it easy. I mean, your your energy's just helping me out right there. I'm like, man, if he's fired up, if he's ready to go, I'm ready to go. Let's do
0: this. Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of times that I say I'm tired, but I, that's an excuse, you know. Until you can not walk or not, you know, get yourself out of the bed, mm-hmm. you're not that tired. No, because. Um, um, if say for instance this podcast, and i was just like, hey, um, you got a million dollars for you if you get on this podcast, but bet you wouldn't be tired then, <laughs> yeah. And so that's what a lot of people that give me excuses—not the clients, anything. The clients don't really give me excuses. Mm-hmm. Is the people that want to work with me. You know, some of them are like I can't make it, or you know that's kind of far of a drive, or uh, these days probably don't work, or stuff like that. And I understand, you know, you got a life situation, yeah. but when I ask them like, what's the reason? They're uh, car trouble, I'm like it's Uber. Okay, yeah. not asking you to come every day, you know, or uh, it's too far. You contacted me, so mm. why are you why are you telling me it's too far? Right, uh, you know, all of these things. But then I always hit them with the same things, like, hey, if I told you I had a million dollars, would you make it? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's kind of that, but it's not immediate. Right, right. You know? And, you know, anybody who even has a business and they don't get it started. I'm like, why you ain't get it started? And I hit them with that same question. I'm like if somebody told you there was a million dollars behind it for you to get it started and get it going, would you do it? Like, yeah, well, you yeah. are your own meal plan.
1: Like make it. <laughs> right, right. And that's a great point. The. Uh, yeah, I guess a million dollars or whatever the number is it's not it's not what people think it is it's not but
0: it, you know when you that's the reason why you see a lot of people who when uh youtube pops up the first one well, on mine i should say mm-hmm. on mine it pops up with somebody showing twenty thousand dollars ten thousand dollars like i can get you this if you yeah. watch it for the next five minutes i see all of those now and everything but it the people that they capture is the ones captured by the materialistic thing. Seeing somebody pulling up in a Bentley, seeing somebody right. getting out of a million dollar house, or seeing new clothes or a new watch and everything, or or the money of it. Mm-hmm. That's what captures a lot of people. That's why I say those things. Like if I'm like, hey, if I told you I could promise you success, yeah, people don't think of success. They just think of it as a word. They don't really see. They it. it's too vague for them. But when you say a, right. a, a actual number, that's the mm-hmm. reason why Pinterest works very well. Because if you look on Pinterest, it always shows numbers and you'll always click on one that shows number. Seven best mm-hmm. ways to do this, right. five tips on how to do that. Three ways to make your life better. Mm-hmm. you always see that. And it's always going to be clicked on more than let me show you how to make it better.
1: Right. But I mean, e- even with Pinterest doing that, that's that goes back to the funneling thing again, because it's like, that's That's a perfect way of learning how to talk to people. And another thing that I got into last year was, um, I guess you could call it almost like human psychology, or a lot of people refer to it as like the DISC assessment, where it's um, understanding that there's four different categories of people generally, or people have certain preferences. So you got to be able to talk to each type of person in a different way because you have some people that just need the information right now like they don't want a story they don't want um this that it's like just get to the point then you have other people that want like the story they want to feel something with what you're selling so it's like when you show them your cars they're able to see it and then um being able to build a relationship with you through your consistency over and over so somebody can kind of like scroll through your timeline and be like oh okay like he's like i thought about it last month but okay i'm back he's he's still doing his thing and then you have other people where like how much is this gonna cost how long is it gonna take that that type of thing and like being able to kind of piecemeal those things in your message it really gets get people's attention yeah
0: that's true and i'm still learning when you said that i was like huh i need to need to look at these four different types of people and let me let me When I can, well, I don't want to categorize them when I spot Mm -hmm. one, Yeah. but at least I know how to attempt to approach that person at that point. I'm like, oh, okay. well, let me give them exactly what they want, which I do. But Mm -hmm. now if I know what they like, what type of category they're in, it helps me not jump to the wrong category on them. Right. Right. Like, say, for instance, somebody wants to know the story. And right. I just give them the numbers behind it and everything like it's going to get done in this time. And this is how long it's going to take. This is how much it's going to cost. You know, these are things that we do when people want to be like, oh, man, what made you do this? Why does it look like this? How does it do that? That's when you can you got to figure out those types of people.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. What made it, you want to start
0: this podcast. though?
1: So, I mean, starting the podcast was uh what was it? I, I came home from, from work, I basically was just like coming off of burnout and like listening to, to Joe Rogan and he, he had a uh, psychologist on there, a clinical psychologist and a professor as well out of Canada. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like their their podcast was maybe like three hours and they'd done like six, six sessions and like different times. And he just kept talking about kind of putting your life together and different things that you could do to find purpose in your life. And I always enjoyed talking with people. And I figured I'm listening to people talk talk amongst themselves. I'm learning stuff from them. And I was like, they're interesting enough for me to talk to. And I've been enough places through high school, college, work, construction, different things like that, Breathe University, Sleepless Nights, all those groups. It's like out of all that, I'm pretty sure I can find people to talk To And that are willing to engage in conversation and that I genuinely want to know more about. So I was like, it'd be a great, it'd be a great um, avenue to engage with people, but also kind of give it almost like a a business venture, like to be like, okay, these people are doing this, but I, I wonder what it, what it takes to be able to produce something like that. And kind of starting with nothing fancy, just like my computer webcam, found a mic from watching YouTube, figuring out, okay, here's how you start, just start with what you got go from there here's some of the the programs here's like i use anchor for a lot of the um or i I use it for a lot of the distribution because it, it works on multiple platforms and then a lot of the webinars that i got into they use zoom so i was like okay i'll just use the the zoom meeting record it just send the link to somebody else and then you just meet here they don't have to go anywhere we just meet at a specific time and then go from there yeah
0: that was good man uh, I can say this, man. You gotta, you gotta keep going on it. You gotta find people. You gotta, you gotta do one with David Shan.
1: Yeah, I do that. That's the yeah, I do. I I just yeah. leave it there because I know I, I talked with with uh with someone that um I talked with um Karen Pilgrim. She she does uh vision boarding, mm-hmm. and I talked with her. I think in twenty nineteen. Or it might have been 2020, and I was going up to do the the coaching training to get certified in becoming a, a uh, I guess you'd call it like a disc facilitator, mm-hmm. where you can have somebody take the test and explain to them how their their behavioral personality breaks down, like why they choose to do. Well, I forget. It's like I'll remember it later, but <laughs> it's basically like here are your preferences, and here's why these are your preferences based on um, how you grew up from the age of seven. Right. It's like your personality is already kind of defined by that point. So I, I think I'd run into um, she encouraged me to talk to ET. She's like, you got to go in, and and uh, reach out to somebody that scares you. And I was like, I, I was like, well, yeah, I should interview ET. And I was like, it crossed my mind because I, I ran into Shans up there. And yeah, you're right. I got to interview him because it's, it's one of those things. It's like I'm doing the preparation work right now. And he's someone that's willing and open. But he just kind of dares you to say, hey, if you're about it, just be about it and just show up don't don't overthink it just just show up right and he's just in atlanta so yeah are you in atlanta
0: yeah yeah I'm okay in yeah i, got I have here that's where i'm at now so yeah okay
1: so then i'll I have to come down and, and link up with you because oh, yeah. aside from this i'm not not too tied up now
0: yeah i'm i'm here <laughs> i'm here Like there's plenty of cars to be. You'll see me if you come anytime during before six. Yeah. I'm rapping.
1: (laughs) Nice. So do you want to tell the people where they can find you and and everything like that?
0: Oh, yeah. So you can find me anywhere on the Internet. (laughs) Um, Even if you want to take a class, um, you could just type in uh, vinyl rap classes in Atlanta. Um, But all my social media handles, uh, you can find me on Instagram at all. Excuse me. Yes. All A L L underscore E N underscore cars. Um, or you can just type in Atlanta Vinyl Wraps and you'll see see me pop up. Um, You can also check out my website, which is www.allincars, which is allencars, A-L-L-E-N cars.net. Give me a call, um, send me a message, whatever way that you want to do it. um, I'm always here. Whether you want to talk to me about car wraps or Vinyl Wrap class, or just talk to me about the business and everything, how everything goes. Give me a call, send me a message, DMs, whatever. Awesome. All right. Well, cool, man. Um, did you have any other questions for me?
1: Um, well, I guess there's there's this question that I, I always started with, but um, I kind of skipped over it. But who do you say you are? Good
0: question. Um, that's a good one. That's a that's a really good one because I'm I am what everyone thinks I am. You know, whether I'm a bad person, whether I'm I'm a, a evil person. When I say evil, it's just like some some people I brush off. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I get a lot more that are saying I'm motivated, um, I'm helpful, I'm uh, innovative, I'm creative. I'm, I'm the go-to person whenever it's business. Um, I'm the person that they need to just talk to to get stuff off their chest. I'm the person that's always gonna, if you talk to me about something getting off your chest, I'm gonna tell you straight up truth. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it like, oh yeah, it's okay. Pat you on the back, no, I'm not here. This is why it happened. This is how you're gonna fix it. And you should fix it yourself. I'm not gonna pay support you. Mm. um so I'm, I'm a I'm a person of many faces you know business relations you name it so I, who I am is what you want me to be so when gotcha. you contact me that's who I am for you
1: mm. uh, another one how, how do you define the uh the hype in your industry well there's a lot of
0: hype in this industry um <laughs> uh you know you always have the people that are skyrocketing that are doing great things and then you got people that are doing great things or skyrocketing but not doing great things you know mm. they're just doing it for for the for gram for the likes right um but me i don't i don't care for the hype or the that much of the you know what everybody's shooting for right. i'm shooting for the consistency you know i'm i'm the guy that's like a lot of people don't realize that amazon i mean not amazon but google and you uh yahoo came out at the same time everybody mm-hmm. was on yahoo but then look at google yeah you know it's consistency how you elevate yourself you know so you keep the hype yeah i, mean, I want the royalties and i want the acknowledgement later mm-hmm. you know just like hey that 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 was the guy that you should have watched, you know, right he, him coming. Now I look at him.
1: I almost forgot YouTube was or not YouTube, but Yahoo was still around. Exactly.
0: Like right. you were like, what's your, what's your Gmail account? And then somebody says, yeah, it's at Yahoo. I'm like, but you got a Yahoo? <laughs> what?
1: I remember somebody had said before, they're like, they talked to a recruiter and they they said, if you don't have a, um, it was either, it might've been for business. And they said, if you don't, if you have a, like an older account, like a Yahoo or even a Gmail account, they're like, they're not taking a second look at you. Like if you haven't made the commitment to sign up for something professional or if they're looking to hire you and they're like what's this person like what is that like 1997 like
0: you, you yeah. hadn't changed your email since yeah, yeah. AOL hotmail <laughs> yeah oh, that,
1: I guess how, how would you define the the hustle then in, in what you do like how important is that to you oh that's that's number
0: one really you know the hustle is sold separately and everything Um, I've, I've worked with plenty of people that do exactly what I do if not better mm-hmm. but my hustle is different from theirs. my content as you can see like is it, something different like I give them more than what yeah I could be cool you know and just be like oh you know here's a cool car unless no I want to give you something to make you watch it and laugh giggle a little bit or like hey this guy's corny but <laughs> his cars are cool you know right. I'm gonna give you that you know because it my hustle that's where it goes that marketing to just getting the client how I approach the client when they contact me or how do I go find them to uh, going to the different types of networking events to go on to a car show sometimes. I haven't even, to be honest with you, I haven't been to a car show, not even due to COVID. I said I was going to go to a few of them and they've had plenty of them, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't go because it's it's just, there's plenty of other people that are photographers and people that are, there's car lovers and that's the main thing, but then there's yeah. people that's car rappers that are just going there just to rap like, show me, hey man, no, nah, I'm going to send all of my cars there, all of my clients that love their cars, they're going to go and you're going to hear about me and you're going to know about me and then you going to click on my work and then you're going to see everything that I've I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I get you. Right. Because from then on, you're not ever going to leave because you can easily say, yeah, he razzed cards, but yeah, you never seen any of my videos on anybody else's page like that. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see that. And you know, everybody wants, you know, my prices are not ever going to be low. Like they're not Mm going to be the cheapest. Right. Why? Like I'm not, I'm not a cheap person. I'm going to pay for what I like too. Right. And the person who's going to pay for what they like, those are my ideal clients. I don't need the clients that are, they want, well, I can't say they want Gucci, but they get to go to TJ Maxx mm-hmm. because I may be the price of TJ Maxx. I'm not Gucci prices, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not Walmart prices or Robinson Salvage prices. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So like I'm not rollback prices. Yeah, I'm like okay, I'm good quality, but you're gonna pay for what you get, you know. And it's gonna be something that you'll be comfortable driving around in. Right. So my that's hustle. Whew, that's, we could have talked all about that. My <laughs> case, it's just Look, about the hustle. Hey, right?
1: Matt. If you whenever you want to do another one, we'll do another one. But yeah. I just. I just thought about something. Um, when you're talking about not going to the um the car shows anymore. Um, I was thinking, what have you gained not going to those? And also what have you gained from 2020? I know a lot of people are talking about 2020 in the negative, but yeah. being in the new year and just wanting to turn over a new leaf. I want to kind of see like, did you gain anything from 2020? I gained everything from 2020. Um
0: so not going to the car shows and everything. Um it didn't it didn't equate to me on on the numbers. So like, yeah, if I go in there, I'm gonna bring one of my cars, mm-hmm. even if it's one of my clients' cars, and I'm paying fifty to two to three hundred dollars, maybe six hundred dollars at max. That means that I'm getting I have to get one client for it to at mm-hmm. least balance out. But I can pay that same amount on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Google, mm-hmm. and I get roughly about fifty clients, thirty to forty clients. Let's let's even walk it down, we'll say ten clients off of a hundred dollar post. Mm-hmm. I'm getting 10 clients. Now, those same 10 clients are car lovers that are specified just for that. Mm. That's what they're in there for. That's what they wanted. That's They was looking for me. Right. And now I got 10 clients. In that same day that I was sitting at the house, instead of going to that show or wrapping a car, instead right. of going to that show, I got 10 clients that are going to take get their cars wrapped and then go to that show. Mm. Now they see me and now they're going to be like, whoa, this okay. guy got 10 more cars a year. How's he doing this? But... Everybody else here is scavenging for a client. Right. Then, uh, 2020, it, it it put me on a whole new outlook on things. I've always looked for those times when everything looks like it's about to crash. Mm-hmm. I enjoy those because that's how how you how you know if you're strong or not. Like right. when it gets down to those points where it's that your your back is against the wall. That's when you figure out like, okay, can I make this work? Right. So now I know that if I've made it work in 2020, mm-hmm. and they are talking about every year after that is building up just let's backtrack I didn't go through in New Orleans I didn't live in New Orleans but Katrina put everybody back or most of the people back to ground zero in Katrina Mm. now it's an upward trend now Mm -hmm. New Orleans is back on it Mardi Gras still goes on 2020 was that same thing it was just a just a bigger pandemic at that point so now I know that I started at the bottom of it and now I'm just on the rise up now a lot Mm. of people are making more money so a lot
1: that's good that's good the um I like your energy man it's 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 contagious that's oh, yeah, a good man. thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, wait till we have the next podcast on um on the hustle yeah just label it the hustle is soul separately that's all we're gonna call it
1: mm. all right i'll i'll leave it there good to see hey, that man. you're you're doing well you're healthy you're living yes. life making the most of it yes man the
0: same here man i'm glad you started this man because it's, it's my time and it's your time too so